Warning. The following podcast features terrible jokes, usually about board games. Like those jokes your dad tells that make you groan. Yeah, those kind of jokes. Accordingly, Boards and Swords and the producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate any joke performed on this podcast. Watch very closely now. Three, two, one. Bzow! Check that out. We want the funk. <laughs> Gotta have that funk. Is it okay? If, so if it's okay if like when the bread touches the fries. Do I really want to just stand still and cast a lightning bolt? No, I want to avoid you and shove a lightning bolt across. I just crap my alien <laughs> pants. Correct. By the way, I, I, I just want to let you guys know. Uh-huh. You hate um, all of us and, and we're um, fired. <laughs> I've, I've released poison into the AC system. <laughs> you all have about five minutes left to live. So much news. Like all Nothing's this stuff happened. to talk about. No, there's been some stuff, but it was all boring. You didn't go with C. Was... Well, you need to go with C. And our friends, we, we combined. You've told that story. We combined. I, have I told it on the podcast? I'm yeah, pretty sure you, you have. Well, I'm twice. telling it again. Because I just realized as I was reading this that this game's already been done. They even made a show about it. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and go watch it. This is Boards and Swords. I, f- I forgot. It doesn't change back to me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast about bad jokes, good folks, and some tabletop games. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Chris Renshaw, and I'm going to see how choppy we get Mr. Philip Herbig over here. Uh, let's see. There we go. Yeah, still a little choppy. That was on purpose. Oh, okay. No, but now it's frozen with you just kind of <laughs> like... Now it's really <laughs> choppy, yes. <laughs> so apologies to everyone that's watching on video. Um, Let's but, be honest. They're not here for me. Yeah. They're here for Chris and that beard. And that, that super crisp video. Like, oh man, like the, the video looks the, is looking crisp today. Chris, why is your video so high resolution there, buddy? I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe because it's actually like right here. The camera's like right there instead of like way over in the corner. <laughs> Great. Hmm. What, what are you doing when you're not on the podcast there, Chris? Uh, I, hmm. um, porn. <laughs> I mean, damn it. <laughs> but no, no, like, like. <laughs> Wait, it's not what you think. <laughs> Chris, what are you doing in there? Uh, drugs. <laughs> it's uh, if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, you would find out. That's all right. All right. Um, so yeah, we did not have an episode last time, and I mean, I feel like we're we're lucky that one's happening right now. Um, by the way, I hope everybody likes my Star Wars band aid. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars band aid. Yeah. Uh, but uh. Yeah, stuff's not working and yes it's it's been a very stressful time i've had family in the hospital and all that and that but we want to make sure we got at least a couple episodes in before we have our whole vegas trip so uh this is our makeup episode for last week so any news that's come out in the past week we won't be talking about here um this is what we would have had before and then next week we're gonna have another show and that's gonna be the the everything else <laughs> yes uh also for patrons bonus bits could be late because we're not recording them tonight because we're already late and i need to get to bed on time so nah. uh with that uh philip let's uh let's do some news <laughs> all right uh hold on mouse keeps leaving there we go uh doop, there we go 
All right. If uh, if someone that looks into stock market fraud, is that person called an investigator? Yeah, see, this is like the glitch. You just hear this like, jing. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I love April Fool's jokes. Ashley hates it because she doesn't like being fooled. But I just love when they, I love when the jokes are like funny products that you can tell is a joke. Yes. And then it's funnier when those products end up like becoming actual products. But I feel like Fantasy Flight this time, they did an Arkham Horror joke. But this time they like knew to, <laughs> they, they like made it so that they couldn't, uh, so they couldn't actually make this product. Ah. Because like they have a, they have a, a scenario. It's like the blob that destroyed everything. But they came out with the the blob that investigated everything, announcing a new investigator for Arkham Horror, the card game. And it's like ever since eight L O eight Smith was just a little definitely human boy, he always dreamed of one day visiting Arkham eight L O eight, meaning like blob, because uh, it looks like blob. blob. So they it's made a card. So the 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 character from the blob. Uh, the blob that consumed everything they made into an investigator and it's 8L-08 Smith and why is it like there it goes uh, he doesn't he doesn't have too many extraordinary abilities but he makes up for it with his incredible stats so yeah he's like a 5 investigate and like a 5 strength but like no willpower but like here's his actions action do human things like investigate an enemy that works right fight a doom I don't know don't devour anything. <laughs> and then uh, the elder sign effect, which is like your critical role thing there. Plus yeah. one. Quick, if nobody is looking, devour this token and draw another token. Devour the second token too. Then draw a third token. If anyone sees you do this, maybe just play it cool. I'm on a cleanse, I swear. <laughs> He's got like 55 health. It, that's amazing well because like in the game he you can play him in like epic mode which is like you could like this was one of those gen cons where you played him with uh up to like 45 people and each four-man group was like working their version of the blob down and it took its overall health down okay uh, but <laughs> you look at it's like best friend cards and it's like quote best friend i think his name is peter <laughs> when your turn ends he's trying to run away again test agility four if you fail attach him to your location if you succeed flip this card parlay there you are take control of best friend <laughs> and he's got 25 health apparently and then oh, nice. the and one willpower yeah and one willpower but his tre but the treachery is really really hungry weakness revelation devour arkham horror the card game <laughs> does this mean the game is dying so like it's so funny that like it's one of those like oh we want this to happen but like they literally can't because then it would be <laughs> like yes technically they could but it would be detrimental to them yes and yeah. it's just like overly busted like the best friend card has like six six <laughs> six six uh six bonuses that it gives to to a stat so they've discovered the secret. You have to make it absurdingly bad so that uh, you can't realistically use it. Yeah, there's there's no chance at all Yeah, of it being entered in-game. That's awesome. It's just so crazy. It just might work. All right. So uh, uh, we need... So on to our next story. We needed okay. some extra help at work, so I went and opened a bunch of those little packaged crackers and cheese, crackers and peanut butter. I mean, the boss did say they wanted some free Lancers. 
So Plat Hat Games unveils Freelancers, a crossroad game, the ultimate fantasy RPG experience in one night. So hopefully if the thing, uh, <laughs> freaking video now is frozen. There it goes. All right. They announced their latest creation, Freelancers, a crossroad game set until August of this year. The game is a follow-up to their award-winning 2020 game, Forgotten Waters. Freelancers promises to be an exciting fantasy RPG condensed into a single night of fun and mayhem. You create their own unique character, roll funky dice, and embark on multiple quests in a world filled with magic, monsters, and murder. It doesn't require a game master as a magical companion app takes care of all the storytelling. A lot of games are doing this, and I, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. So players can travel to colorful locations on their quests, collect chaotic and lawful tiles along the way titles along the way the ultimate goal is to become a legend and carve your name on the pipes of the city so uh crossroads is like you remember dead of winter right yes that was a crossroads game where like you draw the card and it's like if so and so's turn then do this so they had that game then they did the what was it uh gen 15 or whatever or gen 7 that was uh that I think Gen 15 was like a car is is like a comic series, but it was like Gen 7 was like the the spaceship one that they did, and that one was not great. I played it was a co-op it was a co-op game I played with uh, Mike and uh, Corey and Jimmy, and that was okay. But then they came out with Forgotten Waters. It was like the first title that they did back when Plaid Hat was no longer Asmodee. It was like the first thing they did, and it was a lot of people liked it. It was a very like piratey kind of like open seas sort of game. Mm -hmm. um, and then now looks like this. See, it, but this is the kind of thing, like I feel like that this system is made for, like the, the RPG kind of fantasy trope. You know, it gives you that kind of like descent or gloomhaven vibe, you know, out of a box where you don't have to have like 50 million things. Yeah. And it'll probably be like a fraction of the price uh, they're also oh, offering a 10% discount to those who sign up uh, for notifications on their website, freelancersgame.com. Pre-order the game this summer. Yeah, well, so good. I imagine this will be like 70 bucks tops, maybe. Yeah, sounds good, yeah. So. Just looking at what the some of the game board stuff there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dumping your wallet out, though, um, at Gen Con... Uh, we always have a competition to see who can use the urinal the fastest. It's some real PvP action happening. <laughs> uh, there's a Clank 2 coming. Or a Clank Legacy 2. Clank Legacy, oh. the board game, is getting a sequel featuring PvP gameplay. It's a return to Acquisitions Incorporated. All right. The Clank Legacy board game series is getting a new entry that will induce player versus player gameplay for the first time. Announced via a press release from Direwolf, the publisher responsible for releasing the series, Clank Legacy 2 <laughs> Acquisitions Boogaloo. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Acquisitions <laughs> Incorporated Darkest Magic is an upcoming board game taking place in the Penny Arcade universe, a series of webcomics themed around pop culture and video games. The new title will have players once again getting their hands dirty in the name of corporate advancement within a fantasy world. As part of the Acquisitions Incorporated company, players will be venturing into various dungeons and other locations in search of adventure and treasure. Whereas the first Clank Legacy was a purely a co-op game, 
Darkest Magic will enable players to turn against their colleagues to further their advancement in the company. Featuring a campaign that will take place over the course of 12 separate sessions, Darkest Magic will see players gradually develop their characters and fill out their professional or personal journal. As a team of adventurers, players in Darkest Magic can choose to work together with their fellow explorers or can betray them for the sake of their own selfish gains. So, yeah. Uh, I Everyone says, like, that uh, Clank Legacy was one of the, the best legacy games. I mean, even freaking, you know, Colin and Cindy were raving about it. So, okay. it's one of those I feel like we really do need to play at some point. What's the original? Just, just reading the whole PvP ASCAP, I'm just like, Munchkin, Clank Legacy. <laughs> but actual rules. Yes. Yeah. Now, now I'm looking on, I'm seeing how much does the regular Clank Legacy go for these days? Still $106. Jeez. Well, it's like a huge box. <laughs> like this box is like, you think like how big size-wise the Gloomhaven box is, but not that deep. Uh-huh. But like size-wise, rectangular-wise, it was that big around. Oh, there's an expansion pack? Yeah. Upper management? Yeah. If you want like more customization and options. Because the thing of it is, is once you finish Clank Legacy, you can keep playing it as just like your customized version of Clank. Okay. Which you've played. You've played the original Clank. Uh, I played Clank in Space. Oh, I thought you played the original one too. I did not. Okay. Same thing. Just yeah. fantasy in versus sci fi. Surprised they haven't done a Clank's in Space legacy, but then you can't really do the Acquisitions Incorporated tie in and get all that Penny Arcade money. Yeah, you can't do that. Pose of 40K, what is wrong with you that you've got Clank Legacy, but you haven't gotten around to it yet? What is wrong with you? All right, I talked about this briefly. For well, next... so hang on, hang on, Chris. What? Poser 40K has Clank Legacy. That's what I just said. We'll How do just you go there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll just, Hoser, we're coming over. I think he lives in like Washington. Okay. <laughs> or he's That's Canadian. our show. Good night. <laughs> Time. Yeah. Stop playing that Frostgrave. All right. Next up, uh, I started farming wasps and keeping them on racks until they kept stinging me. It was such a betrayal. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so finally, uh, Act 2 for Descent Legends of the Dark is coming out. The Betrayer's War. The shambling armies of Wygar, I think that's are Wygar, the Undying, clash with the servants of the Dragon Lord Ver Leverax. Levierax. <laughs> While the uh, th I, I'm just whatever. While so and so's horde spreads as if guided by an unseen hand, as Tirnanal threatens to collapse, it falls to our heroes to forge a new future for their homeland. But are they up to the task? Fantasy Flight Games is proud to present The Betrayer's War, the second act of Descent: Legends in the Dark. This is another game I feel like we need to play. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of like campaign games we need to play. You need to figure out when you're free to play games. Yeah, the answer's never. That was the that was the correct answer. Pr pretty much, we gotta schedule lots. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, yeah. So this in this version, you're gonna continue just like you know. If you if you like Descent, you're gonna get more Descent. You got more boards, more minis. They got this huge monstrosity here in the center. This big like dragon with wings thing. Um, you're going to be using the app again. 
another another app based game. This will probably take up another cube because like this like this cube is literally like a Calax cube. <laughs> oh jeez. That's the way the first one was, and I'm imagining this one's going to be just as big. Uh, new abilities to wield, new enemies to fight, new story to tell, and uh, so it's the same characters, but like to show that the heroes have evolved. They're getting brand new cards, complete with new art and abilities, to show like your characters have leveled up. Uh, campaign games are too tough to commit to for a group that doesn't meet regularly. I've really cooled on them. Yeah, I know. This is why I haven't played like uh, Arkham Arkham Horror in like a year. <laughs> but yeah, so part two, they announced, I mean, like this game came out 2019. Yeah, 2019. You can, this is when the first one came out and they've been promising act two was coming and now it's finally here four years later. Uh, oh, while playing through the Betrayer's War, you are required to use the Act 2 hero cards for each hero. However, you can still make use of any and all the other cards that you unlocked during the Act 1 campaign, including skills and weapons. That's really cool. Uh, no, I'm not. That's all spoilery stuff. But I'm pretty scrolling down to see when it happens. Uh, it's going to hit store shelves in August. So, Gen Con. Yep. So, there you go. Uh, I'm just... I didn't see any note in there. It, it's it's labeled as the Betrayer's War expansion. Uh huh. So does it require the first? Mm, that is a good point, but it feels like you probably wouldn't want to start with this one because it is like the middle of the story. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you you probably can, but it's probably one of those that you're just going to be in a better off or you're going to be in a worse off place because you don't get the benefit of all those unlocks it was talking about. Okay, that could be it. And over here on the side, we can see this one's going to be $159.99 US dollars to get your hands on this baby. And this is yeah, another game. The base game has already been like uh, $100. All right, last story here. Uh, it feels like this last story is virtually here. <laughs> so... Dungeons and Dragons, uh, they, they showed off their uh, impressive virtual tabletop. I'm, I'm only reading the title. The virtual, virtual tabletop looks like a video game. So they gave a first look at the remarkably video game-like Dungeons and Dragons virtual tabletop. Which just goes to show, like, when you make it too, like, a video game, and it'll just like, well, let's just go play a video game, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... That was the problem with, uh, like, we tried for the dirtbags to do one of those where it was like um we were doing the dd the this was back when we were doing the the dirt bags go to hell and when the pandemic started and we did recorded a session with us using the tabletop where you could like move the pieces and stuff but well, it just yeah, felt like the, it was distracting from the story like well, it was yeah. you were too focused on like the board and the board state that it was just it definitely we, we never released it because it was the it, there was it wasn't worth anything entertainment wise audio just because it just felt like the whole time you're just staring kind of at the screen. I just feel like there's a little bit, yeah, there's something to be lost there. Like there's there like boards. Yes. There's the, you kind of need it. You kind of need to be able to like, I'm over here and now I'm moving over here. But it's like, once you get like two like these graphics, I feel like I'm not going to be able to listen to my DM when I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here, like staring like, Oh my God, look at the graphics. Right. So this is the official virtual tabletop for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, complete with 3D environments, character models, and animations. Do, 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 this is all 
all the stuff. It's still in the early pre-stage alpha of development. The development team has given players an impressive first look at the software that could be easily mistaken for a bona fide video game. It's often entertainingly whimsical when played in real life, and it seems like the team is intent on giving players and dungeon masters the same flexibility with the virtual tabletop. Seems kind of funny that they 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 uh they kind of released this like right after the or right around when the D and D movie came out. So it's kind of like, hey, look what you can do. I was like, uh huh, I see what you're doing there. Which I feel like that I don't know if I don't know if that needs to be a bonus bits or we could do a whole show segment about the. We could DD. do an entire show. Yeah, maybe an that'll have to be show. that'll have to be next time. Maybe that'll have to be next time. So if you have seen the D and D movie and you have thoughts, email them. Uh, feedback at boardsandswords.com. We'll probably talk. We'll talk about it next week, since we'll we'll not as much content to go through between now and then. Yes. So yeah, there you go. There's a D and D tabletop. Blah. What yeah. is that creature? It's I've had some good experiences with the VTT, but it's easy to get sucked into playing a turn-based game. Like honestly, the best ones I've seen is just when it's like people's faces and then like someone can be like, here's the map. Like there's that roll thing that I've tried once or twice. We used it once for oh, yeah. a recording. Uh, where there's twenty? No no no. I'm talking about oh. R O L E. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. Where there has like the tray at the bottom, so like the GM can just like drag and drop up like a map or or like a referenced image, and then you can just kind of like scroll it back down. Yeah, let's sit around the table staring at our laptop screens. People do it. I mean, all that 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 could be fun though. Uh, when they have this virtual tabletop and then playing it in person, like on our on, in our setup, we actually have the, the big TV and the, the big yeah. TV set into into the the D and D table. So, you know, we could, the, 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 our DM could have the board up and we could move stuff around that way. Yeah. It was good for wrath and glory, which has a lot of combat. Ooh, you've played wrath and glory. That's the, uh, the newer 40 K RPG where it's like, you can be anybody. You can be a space Marine. You can be whatever you want to be. Go fight stuff. It's the more like combat focused. Okay. And they're about to come out with one that's more of like it's it's like a it's almost like a new version of what you played, the Dark Heresy game. Yeah. Um so <clears throat> there's that. All right. Uh first of all, I've got these <laughs> I I love this gif. I love it so much. Why does it uh oh, love it doesn't want to update. That's great. All right. So here we go. Uh so things will update as as it as the computer decides it wants to we'll get we'll see uh so what have i been uh, philip you haven't been up to anything other than the movie pretty much right uh not the movie um you want to talk about what happened in star wars last time uh we did a lot of talking (laughs) that was true that was very little like rare for our group there was was there there was no action in that one there was a couple of dice rolls yeah there wasn't really any real combat it's one of those like we're planning the heist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we, I forgot what was our what, what's our goal on this one? We're trying to stop uh trying to stop uh, some weapons that are getting sent to some planet. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to disrupt a um a smuggling supply line. Yeah. And we're just I'm just like, "Hey, let's get some armor cuz we're clones and we stick out. So let's get some armor that doesn't look like clone armor." And then our our <laughs> GM was like, yeah, just uh, send me pictures of what you want your armor to look like, and I'll I'll review them and stuff. And then 
while we're playing the rest of the game, all of us just keep kind of swiping through our phones to try and find like cool Star Wars armor, like armor stuff. I, I, we, we should go with, we should go with go old. <laughs> yeah, we should go with go old armor. <laughs> well, you could probably definitely get the the below the the head parts. You just might not get the helmet. I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna be running around in a loincloth oh, all oh, the time. You should, uh, you should get that. Do you remember in Atlantis when the uh, the Asgard had their big body oh, suits? Those Asgard battle suits. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should find a picture of them. Uh, so uh, I played some BattleTech. Um, right. Apparently, there's a big battle in uh, the BattleTech universe. It's kind of like one of the last stands in the first clan invasion. It's called like the the Battle of uh, I want to say it's called Tukid, I think is what it's called. It was like on Earth, I think, if I remember right, or I don't know. I don't know the lore of BattleTech as well as I know the the what I know about 40k, but it was mainly like Comstar, which is like the phone company, (laughs) and the clans, and it was kind of like what caused the clans to kind of go back and you know retreat for a while. So we didn't really, it was like, that's the theme of what we're playing, but we weren't like hardcore of, of, you know, you've got to play these mechs and you've got to play these mechs. Um, so it was just like, okay, your guys are going to be the clan. We're going to be the inner sphere and go. And so that was, there was like basically three, three large stompy clan mechs versus a bunch of, you know, like medium and large, uh, inner sphere mechs. And it's funny because when you get like six people around the table, like you don't want to do roll offs for initiatives. That's what these Pokemon cards are over here. Because like sometimes what people do is you'll you'll take like cards and write your name on them and then like shuffle them. Gotcha. Um, that's what we did for for our uh, for initiative when we were playing at the the grinder in uh, at JudCon. But this time it was like I just gave everybody a copy of a, of a. Uh, energy card and then took another copy and shuffled the stack up so you remembered what card you were so i pulled two copies of each one went in the stack to shuffle the other got to the person is like here's your color and then it's like okay who's for okay so grass is first who's grass okay this person over here they're gonna go first and then that was my what's that was my what's around me right now there's a whole bunch of pokemon energy cards let's do that there you go Uh, let's see. Then speaking of BattleTech, I got to play even bigger BattleTech, uh, which is called, uh, Alpha Strike. So this is the quote unquote modern version of BattleTech. So you've got classic BattleTech that's, uh, you know, the hex based grid and the same rules they've been playing for like 30 years. And Catalyst came out with a new rule set called Alpha Strike, where it's like with these rule sets, we've simplified a lot of the rules down and you could play a standard game of BattleTech and like, you know, four on four max on four max for like 45 minutes. But you can also use this to play like giant games because you could play like because like a lance is four and then like a company is a couple of lances. And then you have like galaxies where a bunch of companies like you could do companies and, and galaxy fights with these rules because they're that simple. And, you know, it probably take about the same time as like a classic BattleTech game. Uh huh. So this was the this was the game that we played. Most of the terrain on here, except for I don't think these rocks were there, but most of this comes in the Alpha Strike box set. You had these like cardboard buildings that just basically uh, it's like uh, cardstock that just folds up into a box, 
and just becomes okay, yeah. the the becomes a building and you got little cardboard trees on here so we were over here playing i'm playing three mechs versus so yeah so we had like we had a total of 16 mechs here on the board and i want to say once you get down to like when we actually started we played in like a little over an hour nice yeah it's super deadly like it's one of those like you know classic battle tech you got the big huge sheet full of dots you got to fill in this mm -hmm. you're lucky if you've got like 10 dots <laughs> oh wow so you take enough damage and it's like oh i'm out <laughs> does so. this have the um same stuff like warhammer where you pop out like this unit can move seven inches per yeah. round yeah okay. that, that that's the other thing is you don't use hexes you use a measuring tape um, but it's got, instead of having a count, it's just like range bands where it's like, oh, you get a plus zero if you're in short range, which means like under 12 inches. If you're in like 12 to 24, you got to add a two to your roll and, you know, or two to what you need to roll under and that sort of thing. And then long range is just basically like anything outside of 24 inches. Oh, wow. So you could shoot across the board. It's just going to be harder to do so. It'll but be that much more impressive when you hit yeah like it's cool i don't think it, it doesn't like i could see why people like it and it could definitely be fun for some of them large games but half of the fun of battletech for me is filling in like all those darts like oh man my arm's gone like i know it's not yeah. practical or whatnot but it is rather fun um but this is definitely a much easier way of teaching the people the game okay so I could see moving almost from like this to classic. It would be a lot, it, a lot easier because it does use a lot of the same mechanics. It's just kind of pared down. Like your your mech sheet is a, a baseball card basically, oh, nice. and they even have it where it's like slightly laminated so that you can. The idea being you could draw on it or you can oh, mark it off dry with, with dry marker. erase marker. Yeah. yeah. And they sell them. The, the The way it is, it's like all the force packs and the booster boxes and stuff. They come with the Alpha Strike card in there as well. So I have the Alpha Strike cards for all the mechs that I have for the most part. So uh, what else do I got here? Uh, oh, so yeah. Uh, we play... We've So uh, we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. But... Uh, you noticed that there was a big news story that uh, wasn't in uh, wasn't in the news, the, the, like the greatest news story. There's a new edition of Warhammer 40K coming, <laughs> tenth edition, baby. So I was like, tenth edition, I'm just gonna stop playing ninth. Like, what's the point at this point? Kind of tired of it. It's not, you know. There's a lot to it that's just like, eh. And by the way, there's a campaign book coming out for Horus Heresy, and I've not been playing that much. And every time we play it, we're like, man, we need to play this more. So we broke out a game and we played like a, what was this, three on three clan or three on three clan. Here we go. Three on three loyalist versus heretic. So we basically had like traitor guard down here in the bottom corner, uh, some night lords, and then some imperial emperor's children. Uh, and then, uh, let's see what it was over here. We had blood angels. I think, I think it was, was it two sets of blood angels? No, blood angels, white scars. And then my Imperial fist tanks in the back, Okay. <laughs> which is funny because like this huge board and like, I don't think we barely crossed this middle barrier at all. 
like we by the time we got finished playing like there was some stuff happening here but a lot of the stuff in the very back had not really done like a lot of a gauge like one of the guys in fact it was runic scalders in the chat he well i felt bad at the end because he really didn't get to do much other than being the rules reference guy for us looking stuff up because like one of the guys teleported back in this far off corner where i am so i spent like the entire match trying to take him out um and then i found out that there's uh oh my gosh one of the special units i get are these phalanx warders and they just basically they're they're space marines with huge like roman shields okay so like they form a shield wall and then they are like super super hard to kill like they get okay they have like their their three the regular you got to roll a three uh they got to roll like a three to, to save, but like, oh, well, I've got AP, so I shoot through your save. Oh, yeah, well, I get a four up uh, invulnerable save, which means you don't modify it at all. It's just always a four up, which means that 50% of the time I'm saving it. Also, I get to re-roll that save at least once. So, <laughs> like, you know, what? I guess that, I don't know if that's exactly in math, but what, 75% of the time I'm passing my saves? So, yeah, I was like, oh, oh, I like this. So then I was like, everyone was there. Some people were talking about leagues and I know they, they meant ninth edition. They wanted us to start a new escalation league. And I was like, screw it. I just want to play heresy because yeah. we don't play it enough. And it gets to the point that when we do play it, we're always having to relearn the rules because it's been like three months since we've played it last. So I was like, screw it. We're going to do a heresy escalation league. And start off where, you know, it's not going to be like what we usually do where it's like three months every week, blah, 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 blah. It's like twice a week or I mean twice a month, you know, three months. That'll take us through to when 10th edition comes out. We'll do a thousand, two thousand, three thousand points. So is that what's next? No, here it is. Yeah. So this is the game. My first game. We've only done one game so far. So it's Imperial Fists versus Iron Warriors. And this is like the showdown of all showdowns. Because, like, Imperial Fists are all about, like, building up the defenses and, like, being, like, the building up the fortresses. Iron Warriors are all about taking down fortresses. And it's, like, what's the best way to, like, take out all these all these barricades and stuff? So I'm over here. My game's starting out. I've got, like, a Rhino over here that's got a squad of those Phalanx Warders. And then my Praetor. And the, uh, yeah, 60% of the time it works every time. And then I've got this new uh, armored carrier over here that I just got uh, over here. By the way, do you like the the boards and swords? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm digging the little mats you got in there. Yeah, those man. are those are objective tokens. So okay. you, you throw that down, and because the way the objectives work is like, okay, the the token is like this much, and as long as you're within three inches of that, you're on the objective. So you throw down that mat, the center of it, wherever the the objective is, and as long as you're on the mat, you're on the point. Yeah, so these are like objective markers, and you can see they got like four, like they're numbered, so you could like lay a bunch of them out. But yeah, so this is me. I've just got two. I've got like a tank. I've got a armored personnel carrier, and they're both loaded up. None of the guys are out. This is all what I have to fight. I have to fight seven tanks, seven, mm -hmm. seven predators, which a predator is basically this tiny little rhino with a turret on top. It's like the yeah. smallest tank you can get, but it's still a tank. So, like, I'm looking this down. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to get to him because he's going to, like, wipe me out. Sure enough, he took out the rhino super Like, the rhino got to this objective here before it blew up. 
So, like, moving on to the... Yeah, over here. This is the way the battle ended up, though. Because come to find out, tanks are deadly until you get up next to them. Because <laughs> it oh, turns yeah. out tanks in Heresy suck at melee. Because, like, their weapon skill goes to a 1, which means you just need to roll, like, a 2 or better in order to hit them. And their armor value, you're taking... You're taking their... Like, their normal armor value is, like, a 14. So that means, like... You know, you have to have a really high strength weapon to be able to hurt them, but you use the rear arc whenever you're in melee, which I guess makes sense because you'd go up to the back of it and start hacking and slashing it. Mm -hmm. um, which their back, their rear is like a ten, so you don't need as powerful a weapon <laughs> to to do any damage. So yeah, of the seven tanks that I kill, or the seven tanks that he fought, what's that? What's that look? I'm just, uh, really. You don't need as much power when you're in the rear. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, where are we going with this? Where are we going? I saw the look. He's got the look. So of the seven tanks that he brought uh, to take me out, I killed five of them. <laughs> and it all came down to like, so like right here, like my Praetor is like in this circle and you just got like bulldozed before you could reach in and get the fi the final people. However, I still had I still had the armored personnel carrier thing over here. Mm -hmm. And it parked itself over here and when we spent like 3 whole turns just shooting back and forth neither of us doing damage. <laughs> and then the game ended up just being over because like we reached the end of the battle, we reached the end of the rounds and he hadn't fully killed me, but he still had more points cuz he spent the whole time uh, on this point over here and I couldn't take points because reasons. Um, yeah. so yeah, it, but it was funny cause like he'd go to roll and roll like ones <laughs> and like twos and then I'd go to roll and maybe do like a wound. Like we were both just, the die rolls were just not doing it in the second half. I was trying like my best to try and like, even if I was like, I knew if I could take out this one dude on the point, then I'd have a decent chance, but nope. But we did kill each other's warlords at least. But there yeah, uh, this Saturday we play our second version of it and I've, I've, I've bought a new tank for, uh, to fix this list. So it's a little bit, this list. So it's a little bit better so that instead of the armored carrier, I'm going to bring a full fledged tank and then two of these small guys. So it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. In fact, actually this tank right here, that's in the middle this kind of blue tank. That's what I got. <laughs> It's called a Sakarin. So it's not as beefy as my big chonky boy back here in the back. Um, but it is, it is where it is. Uh, it does pack some punches. Uh, and then I also did some more battle tech painting, uh, this time with contrast paints, um, and trying to do like a camouflage look. So I don't know how well you can see, but like they're all gray, but there's some blue stripes. So it's like a black and blue me trying to do like a black and blue striped camouflage look to them. I don't know how well that translates. Okay. Yep, I see that in there. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty. Is your Ar your Arctic camouflage team? Yeah. Well, it's Clan Ghost Bear. That was the kind of the 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 vibe I was going for. There's a thing called Ghost Bear. So yeah. Like, like, B E A R or B A R E R. B E A R, like cocaine bear, okay. but with like cocaine. ghosts. Cocaine. Yeah. Like it's it's the, the the story and the lore that it's it's like the only clan that's somewhat decent because they like really value family because it's um, basically all these families got split up into starting these new clans and there was like two people that didn't want to break up so they decided they were just going to go to this barren wasteland of a planet and just like 
Harry Carey and it's like, well, we'll live on our last moments together, you know, like they're they're not our they're not all bald and buff and running around family. <laughs> yeah, pretty actually, yes, that's pretty much what. Ha- so what happened is the way that the lore goes is they got taken in by a clan uh, by a, a thing of bears, and that's how they survived. And then the clan leaders were also impressed with their the their loyalty and and dedication that they decided that it was okay for them to be together, and they formed this clan Ghost Bear. So it's the Jungle Book with Space Max. Uh, sort of. Well, I'm saying for this one, yeah. <laughs> they got raised by bears. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. They were full-fledged adults. Oh, and they got taken in. They got adopted. Yeah, like they, they, because okay. like it's like an Arctic wasteland, so the bears help them survive. Okay. So, uh, and then I played Kill Team. That's what the, the so like this game. Uh, this is like the smaller version of BattleTech. This is like what you got your minis for, but the new version of it, uh, where I was playing like five of my Black Templars versus. Uh, uh versus like tw- like f- freaking 13 uh c- they're called crew they're just another aliens that that work with the uh, the tau a lot and it's it's fine it it is a lot it is really small and compact and you know once you know the hang of it you could play really quickly um but it was what weird because i got shot like i got killed pretty not easily because the space marines are really tough so like it was hard for him to get hits, but he just had so many shots because he had so many, mar- so many, uh, so many weapons. Cause he had like, you know, 12 people, he's firing a whole bunch of different weapons and it's like, you're bound to get enough hits in. But towards the end of the game, I finally figured out that like the strategy is, is that since I get like three actions, I can technically move, shoot and attack. So like towards the end, like one of my last guys was taking out like two guys on a turn okay so i was like oh that's how i need to be playing these guys oh (laughs) so yeah uh and i'm gonna throw it back on here uh actually let's do let's do let's do uh six bit fill while you uh tell people about our patreon while i bring up stuff for our next thing uh patreon.com slash boards and swords or boards and swords.com slash patreon uh we uh you get you subscribe to us uh send us uh, you know a dollar a month that's all we're asking for you get to have access to the recordings of our episodes uh you get access to the bonus bits uh that's where chris and i sit and just uh, talk about random stuff and talk about our day talk about our lot it's really uh, it's it's a therapy session. Is what here. Um, <laughs> but it's also like all those those old. Uh, hey, do you remember the? Or have you seen this video? <laughs> we man, man, we have fallen down somewhere. We'll start talking about BattleTech, and then it'll end up with like, you know, what our parents would have named us if we would have been the opposite gender. Like, <laughs> that's just, like where did that come from? Yep. Yeah, you got no idea. It's great stuff. Yep. And, uh, and, and like one and of the things is, a... is we, we definitely, uh, we definitely tend to like over, not on the show, but we definitely tend to have pieces where we're like, Hey, check out this video and check out this video. So I was like, no, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to start recording yep. video of the bonus bits. And then we're going to like watch them on the stream. Cause it's like, why that's, that's, that's quality bonus content that it kind of be like, uh, I got some, uh, I got some great, some great ideas here. Uh, <laughs> 
So uh, there's a lot of a lot of bonus bits episode topics. Like we got like there's a Power Rangers 30th anniversary coming out. Yes, I feel like that needs to almost be a live watch. <laughs> that oh 100. percent We're gonna we're gonna mystery mystery science dirtbag theater. But that almost mystery needs to be theater. like a that almost needs to be like a live like load up the load up the discord channel where <laughs> joy if you're not on join us now and the only way people that see that channel are our patrons so you're gonna have to go back us at least for a dollar in order to be able to see that if you want to if you want to watch uh if you want to check out the if you want to do a group showing of the uh bonus bit of the power rangers 30th anniversary that's right and then uh that's that's just the one dollar tier guys okay there are higher tiers uh chris will send you a boards and swords branded d6 um chris will make dad jokes up about your yep. favorite games yep. okay that's i got one i got one in the chamber i need to do uh but uh it's just been a very he- hectic so but we'll get around to it and then and then but wait there's and more then... there's also a goal all right there is, uh, if if we can reach uh, $50 per month of subscribers, there will be a live play of a secret RPG. It's, it's not really secret. If you've been watching before, you know what it is, but I'm not <laughs> going to say anything about it from now on. It's secret from now. It's a Let's just say uh, uh, the uh, Philip lookalike is on the cover of it. It's a, it's a secret to everyone, and then you get 50 rupees from the old man. Ha! Ah, who so, knows that game? I know that yeah, game. Yeah, I know that game. Uh, so, uh, for the last little bit here, uh, I needed to talk. I was going to break it out, so that way, if you don't care about tabletop games and tabletop war games, you can stop the show here. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. But, uh, Adepticon was last weekend. Or two weekends ago, end of end of March, as the right. lonely space marine just sits there waiting for his turn. <laughs> and first up, uh, while I wait for the screen to load over there, uh, BattleTech they had their new Kickstarter, and uh, th- at this this is delayed now. It's now up to like five point three million dollars in crowdfunding for Mercenaries expansion to Mech War Game. Like it, it launched. And within an hour, somebody had messaged me going, hey, the Kickstarter's up. In that first hour, they only asked for like $100,000, I think it was. In that first hour, when I got to it to back, it had already broken a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that $4.5 million, this was within the weekend of it launching. It got to $4.5 million. So we are, we're, we're 10, days, 10 days left. So we've hit kind of the lull. That kind of happens in the middle of a campaign. I imagine as we get back to the very end, it'll ramp back up again. As soon as people get that 48-hour push notification. Exactly. But they've got it. Oh, my gosh. They've got it now to where, like, like the the, the levels are, like, $80 for just, like, the box. That's the, all the new, the new stuff, which the Mercenaries expansion introduces a lot of, like, tanks and aircraft and that sort of stuff that have been uh, existed in the past but these are the new catalyst models and also they've done some revised rules it's like some of the rules weren't great so you can continue to play the rules how you if you want to play the rules classically you can continue to do so this is just how we would like to introduce as another alternative which i kind of like because it's kind of that way it's like if you don't like it you don't have to play it that way 
and there people still support it. Um, and you can still get mechs and stuff for it. Hey, but, melee. Oh yeah. The, the the next picture down. Oh yeah, mech, uh, Battletech. You can watch hammer. Yeah, like Battletech. You can have like well, there's a guy that's called a, a hatchet man and like an axe man, where you just go up and just start wailing on somebody with a with a giant metal axe. Nice. And deal damage. In fact, they've got rules so that like if you're at different terrain heights. Because there's there's a there's a punch table and a kick table that determines where you hit and how much damage you do, and like if you're at different terrain heights and you do a kick, you get to roll on the punch table instead because you're hitting the you're upper the head. head. Yeah. yeah. So I really should show you BattleTech. I think you might actually really enjoy it, and it's not a game that you have to throw like hundreds of dollars on. I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing a Mad Cat and an Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are two max. Like, does that automatic? Does that automatically count as like an Atlas kicks a Mad Cat? No, that's actually the punch table because the damn thing's so tall versus the <laughs> Mad Cat. Actually, the Mad Cat's pretty beefy. Like, I would say the top of Mad Cat is like chest level of an Atlas. Of an Atlas, yeah. Because the standard Mad Cat is like seventy-five tons, and Atlas is a hundred tons. So, yeah, they've got it now to where. Like the base box is, uh, the base box is eighty dollars, and then like you can do like another, and then they've got these force packs that there'll be more new force packs. You get like the the level that gets you pretty much everything that's new is like five hundred dollars, and then there's like a two seventy five will get you like half of all the new stuff, including Kickstarter exclusive stuff, and then they've got it to where if you if you back at that two seventy five and that five hundred dollar level. Like every like million or every other million, they're adding in like extra force pack things. So like the total cost of each one of those packs just gets lower and lower because you're getting so many like free ones. It's redonkulous. Like you will get like I'm half tempted to back this thing at the two fit two seventy five level and just come away with like my arms Ooh. full. Whereas like Gabe's Workshop, I could get like one of those for 275 <laughs> right yeah maybe both of those depending on how the deal's going whereas this i'll have like walk home with like this giant huge boxes of stuff so yeah that happened it's still ongoing you've got like nine to ten days uh everybody should back it because battletech is great uh and then what else did i have oh i talked briefly that there was a uh that's a that's a sakaran right there on the front of that cover uh, they announced, finally, they had, they had rumored about it in some of the main books, and I had sat here thinking, I was like, man, what Horse Heresy really needs is a campaign book that's got, like, series of missions that tie together that give you kind of, like, some rules on, like, how to play campaigns and stuff. And I was like, they're gonna have, like, this this game is ripe to do campaign books, and then finally announced one is coming, uh, The Siege of Cthonia, which Cthonia uh, is Horus's home planet. So this is like, okay, we're taking the fight to him and <laughs> make him be, play defensive on his turf. So, yeah, it's it's really great. And then it's got some it's got some of the other uh, <laughs> Ashuradon and the true sons of Cthonia arrive to reclaim it uh, when it's under siege by Imperial Fists and Loyalist Thousand Sons. Uh, details new army building options, campaign stratagems, battle achievements, and character casualty rules. 
Uh, explore the history of battle through two sets of missions, five objective-based core missions, and two narrative apex missions that create, recreate important engagements during the battle. Oh, I bet those apex missions are some of those like giant scale mission things. That's uh, probably super cool. And then they're bundling in some rules that they released online too. But, so there was that. Uh, super pumped for that, but that book's going to be expensive probably. But uh, I where think BattleTech got all its money from what? It's the last three. Oh yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah. It looks like they guys had to reopen them. Yeah, they had to keep adding ones to it. Where uh... <laughs> five thousand dollars? Yeah, well, it's like you get and, and like one of the things the is you get two years. You get, you get everything, everything we put, put out. out for the next two years, and there's like a con, like an exclusive con you get to go to that like only the ki- the the high tier Kickstarter backers get to go to. Uh-huh. Something like that. It's only going to be 50 people. Yeah. Like, sure, that's probably, I mean, that that might be a million, but how many people, you've got it pulled up right now? How many oh, back? No, 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 that was, that was, um, so it's $5,000 or more. Um, Kappa 1 was 20 backers. Kappa 2 is 20 backers. Kappa 3 was 10 backers. So that's $250,000 right there. Well, yeah, but that's a drop in the bucket of 5 million. It is, it is. <laughs> but, like, that's where their original goal just came from automatically. Yeah. But uh, other good stuff that came out, uh, I think I mentioned this before, but uh, Lionel Johnson, who is the Primarch of the Dark Angels, uh, the rules reveal, I don't think I, no, yeah. But uh, yeah, so they officially announced, like, they, they said it was like the best kept secret, and I really hope that was a joke, because this has been rumored for like the last four months that okay. the another Primar- a loyalist Primarch was coming back, so the Primarchs are the, just to recap, Primarchs are the sons of the Emperor, um, each one is, is the gene father to a specific legion of space Marines. So, um, the legion, the legion one, which is the dark angels. They were the first, uh, legion to discover their primart is the dark angels. And that was Lionel Johnson. They're kind of like Knights of the round table type thing. Cause like the, the, that's what their, their home planet was. They had like Knights that would go around and fight beasts that like threaten people and stuff. And so, like, that's the kind of, like, kind of King Arthur Knights. Then you play Dark Angels pretty much. But uh, a lot of the Primarchs, they're either, like, they just kind of disappear. Some of There were some Primarchs that just straight up got murdered. And then a lot of them just got, like, mortally wounded and then just kind of, like, drifted off in space kind of thing. Uh, and, like, one of them, like, the Lion's just been in, uh, like, sleep, basically, for 10,000 years. Uh oh at the because it's like it's 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 in a place called the rock which is basically the shattered remains of their home world just got like blown up and now it's just like pete fragments of it and he was just asleep there like mm-hmm. and then now he's through the big storyline that's going on there he's awoken <laughs> which is great because like when the other primarch came back he had been put in stasis so he looked just like he stepped out from ten thousand years ago whereas like the lion slept, so he is like old man looking, <laughs> which is he pulled a oh what was that? What but was it's that? but it's like distinguished old man, like looking to start a fight. <laughs> yeah, what what was that? Uh, uh, that weird children's story, the guy who fell asleep in the woods. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it. Yeah. All right, come on, Google. Philip's gonna look that up, but yeah, so. 
So whereas the other Loyalist Primarch that you can play right now in 40k, that's uh, Rebute Gilliman, he carries around the Emperor's sword, like, because the Emperor's, you know, basically a corpse on a throne. He takes around the Emperor's sword and deals his wrath, and it's like the only thing that can straight up kill demons. Like, normally when demons die, they just get sent back to the warp, but when the Emperor's sword kills them, it, like, disintegrates them. They no longer exist. Okay. Whereas the lion, the lion has the emperor's shield instead, so it's great. You got like the sword and the shield. Yeah, I'm really, and then so he's cool got stuff, he's man. got some he's got some little guys here holding staves and. His, I was gonna sheep. say he's got a couple of Jawas helping. Yeah, him. he does. But like, you say Jawa, but actually this is supposed to represent a normal sized human, and that's okay. just how big Primarchs are compared to normal sized humans. So the the stuff at the bottom is that representative of primarch space marine human uh what are you talking about oh uh, yeah yeah hold down. on are you uh, are you talking about a picture at the bottom yeah okay hold on let me scroll down like uh, is a primarch like four feet taller than a space marine yeah okay nice yeah it, the way it was supposed to be is like because like a space marine is supposed to be intimidating to a normal human and then it's supposed to be like a primarch is intimidating to a space marine okay gotcha yeah Jeez. So that's that's also like I love this artwork over here of like him in this like green light. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of like sells the to me, him as like the old man kind of makes it look more of that like uh knight at the round table kind of looking character. Rip Van Winkle, yes. I love you you typed it in, but you didn't say it. I, I, I know. I, I was, you were talking right sure. like right when I found the article you were yeah. talking and I was And like, then there's this picture not. of uh uh the lion versus Angron, who's one of the demon, pr- the Primarchs that turned into a demon. I love the story of this. It's like, it's not a good story, but it's just a lot of story. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, and then I think everybody's waiting for 10th edition. Yay! 10th edition's coming for uh, 40K. Uh, it's going to have a box that's probably going to have Space Marines versus Tyranids, because I think they're, they're they're showing off that the Tyranids are going to are back and they're gonna the the focus of this is gonna be like man the Tyranids are really gonna be eating up the galaxy. Better watch the out. Zerger always coming back. But um, there's some there's a lot of things like I'm very interested to see what they're doing. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of promises that if they keep are 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 very hopeful. They they did a lot of they called it simplified but not simple. So it's still gonna be a complex game, but it's not so complex that you need to have multiple books laid out and various pages open and et cetera, et cetera. So also because they're doing all this, they have to redo pretty much every data sheet. So the yeah. way, but when they went from eighth to ninth, the basically the way they did it is the changes were, the changes were small enough that you could use your old codex as is with a few changes until the new codex came out. But this is pretty much slate wiped clean everybody's getting these new data sheets and then we'll bring out the codexes with new with extra rules and stuff so actually i found a everything you need to know but that's not i say like i love how there are three separate articles yeah well it was i didn't know how i wanted to go through it so i just dropped a bunch of stuff on it uh it will it be quicker and easier to play we've listened to your feedback and taken on board all the suggestions we've received since the launch of ninth one thing that repeatedly came up was the number of different books you need to reference yeah so like if you're playing if you're playing uh if you're playing competitively 
the way, especially before a lot of the codexes come out, because the what they would do is they'd have these storybooks that had like the next season worth of of content, and they'd have these storybooks that would be about this section of war that's going on, but they would include r- small tidbits of rules for other armies. So it's like, hey, the Tyranids Codex isn't out, but we've got we've updated some of these rules in this uh, this storybook. And, uh, or like this white dwarf, which is their magazine. That's all about Warhammer. We've released some rules in there to kind of like tide people over until the codex comes out. So you'd have to have like your main rule book, some of these, one of these storybooks maybe, or a white dwarf, and then maybe whatever the current season is, there'll be a separate book that has like the missions and stuff in it there, like all within arm's reach potentially. (laughs) So, thankfully, the days of flicking through multiple books to find the ones you rule you need are now over. We'll see. Data sheet cards for your faction now contain everything you need to play at your ga- the game at your fingertips. So, one thing that the fantasy version, Age of Sigmar, does is instead of having like, or they have like the book that has all the data sheets, which I think they call them War Scrolls, but they also sell individual cards. So, they're like this big and it has all the info for that character on it and that unit on it. So it's like, okay, I've got four units of things. I just have four cards out, and now I've referenced all my army. Okay. I don't have to have, like, pages of rules on 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 through an app that I downloaded and stuff. Uh, I'm going to skip the combat patrol stuff because that's just like, hey, you can play with these boxes and stuff. Uh, your miniatures aren't going anywhere, and we'll have more to say about what codices will look like. Uh, codexes will look like early next week. Uh, are universal special rules returning? So one of the things they used to do, and Heresy has this, where instead of having all these different rules that were spelled on all these books, they had a bunch of things they called universal special rules, which is they would define in these books all these special rules, and then the, the different armies would just have keywords. So you didn't have to have, like, a whole bunch of rules that are... You didn't have to keep coming up with new rules to make things different for each army. You just be like, oh, this army references this uh, this keyword, and this army has that keyword, because like right now, right now they have these stratagems that you pay command points for and do different things. But there's so many of them that are exactly the same, but they're just named different things. Gotcha. So this is like, oh, well, we're just gonna have, oh, you have this cool ability. What's that? Oh, it's just the flavored version of this rule is what they're talking about potentially having. Yeah. So there's like. Like for instance, there was a lot of there was a lot of things like deep strike and feel no pain where the feel no pain is like when you uh, if you fail all your saves and end up taking damage, a lot of things had rolls where it's like anytime you actually take a wound, you roll and if you hit a five or a six or a six, you ignore that wound. And one of the abilities we call feel no pain. And so anytime anybody else had an ability that was similar to that, it's like, oh, I've got to feel no pain. So it's like, well, if everybody's calling it that, we'll just call it that for everybody. There you go. So uh, there's so much there's so much detailed stuff I could go into. Uh, one of the things they talked about in the live stream was like, you know, instead of flipping back and forth through various pages in the book, the idea being is that you can just open up a book and on that two page fold will be everything you need for like army specific rules like if you're playing a chapter of space marines you could open it up and there's all your chapter specific rules and if you want to change to like a different chapter or something you just turn the page to a different page and now it's got all the rules for that chapter kind of thing like a lot of things they were talking about and it's like if 
if it works as they described, then the, that could be pretty cool, but we'll, we'll definitely see. But, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it's one of those, like, it's been three weeks, I think, since they did it. So it's, it's been a little bit simmer down. We've been getting new stuff. Um, there's a lot of new stuff. They haven't released any box art of what the, the starter box is going to be, but I imagine it's going to be like $300. Oh yeah. Um, and, and who's going to get it? This guy. <laughs> that guy right there. Although I'll have to find somebody that wants the Tyranids because I don't think I need another army worth of stuff sitting around waiting for me to paint. <laughs> hey, Philip, you want to play Zerg? <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy and paint it. You just have to play it. That's all. I, I was re I, so when I, when, um, which, which, not that article, that article there, um, the, uh, there was there was like a, a quick pause title screen type thing. Oh yeah, and it honestly looked like uh, a Zerg. I mean, right that... the, it had like it had like a human face on yeah. one side and half the. Like oh half a Zerg yeah, face yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's uh, yes, like this right here. Yeah, because they're also bringing back Terminators. So the previous two editions, they haven't redone the Terminator sculpts because like Primaris Marines weren't Terminators. Um, okay. And now they're bringing them back and like, ah, oh, Primaris's can have, or, you know, Terminators can be, or Primaris Marines can be Terminators and this and that. See if I oh, can. yep. That one right there. Yeah. yeah. That's green. Yeah. Well, I mean, you make the Zerg joke, but literally the Zerg are based off of Tyranids. From the, yeah. It's like, that's because like, Starcraft. That's Hydralisk. Well, yeah. Cause Starcraft was originally going to be a Warhammer game and then they didn't get the license. So like, oh, we're just going to call it Zerg and. Human Terrans and you know Protoss and instead Protoss. of Eldar oh, Space Marines and <laughs> Tyranids. We represent, but are legally distinct. Hey, you got a thing that says "Bug Hunt" behind you. <laughs> what? Well, on your, it on your say screen, bug it says hunt "Bug on Hunt." My <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I want to see. They just uh, they just released. I want to say there was like a. I want to say there was like a new Tyranid army or unit. I think that just got announced. Uh-oh, and they downloaded the Lions data sheet, too. I heard some people talking about that. Oh, the Von Ryan's Leaper. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the... the Von Ryan's Leaper? Yeah. All right, let me flip it back now. I found it. Uh, duh, duh, duh. There we go. Oh, no, it didn't refresh. I was hoping that maybe I could get it to refresh. But, yeah, this is some of the new stuff. If the computer will ever update. Come on now. There it goes. Yeah, this is some of the new units that they've got. Oh man, uh friend of mine at the store, he did this like snow painting with it method of it, uh painting it with uh like contrast paints where it's mm -hmm. like um I think like a blue it's like white with like blue armor plating and then like red blood and then hey, have like the base be snow with like uh blood dripping in or like uh, red stains in the snow. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like super dope. Just just looking at the base, I I'm appreciating the detail they put into his foot. Yeah. Of it looks like like the claws are going into the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things where you can like put like tufts of grass on there and then put the claw like you make a yeah. lot of people I don't do this, but a lot of people will make the mini separate and then do the base and then attach the mini to the base. Whereas I just like gluing it on there so that they'll stand up and I can hold it and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and then the, today they released the rules for the the lion, which when that while a friendly dark angels unit each time a model in that unit makes an attack, reroll a hit roll of one and a wound roll of one. 
That's pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, look, Watchers in the Dark. There's this little guy. Look at this little guy. This model can attempt to deny the witches. If Okay, that's cool. But yeah, that kind of stuff's not going to be interesting if you've not played. But uh, if you've ever thought about Warhammer, this is definitely like the time uh, to get in on it. <laughs> I keep telling people that are like interested. They're like, oh, what should I get? And I'm like, definitely not any books. <laughs> Go buy models. Do not buy books. <laughs> They're about to all get replaced. So, like I said, uh, if you've got cool things that you're interested in that's coming out, and what are you excited for about the new 40K stuff, hashtag new 40K, then uh, send it to us, feedback at boardsource.com. Also, let us know what you thought of the D&D movie, and we'll do some we'll do some feedback. Maybe we'll read some reviews. Uh, I'll see if I can find like the worst reviews I can find, that sort of thing. But uh, Phil, I think it's time to play that. Uh, I think it's time to play that uh, that the beautiful bean footage. Oh, oh, yep, that, that's uh, that's been our show, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoy what we're doing. Uh, if you want to know when we're doing it, uh, you got to go to fourthandswords.com/live. That's got the schedule for when we try to record this show. And fourthandswords.com. It's also got all the links to everything we've done in the past. If you want to hear some great random campaigns that we've done you gotta go check out some of those stories they're amazing and it really really kind of showcases the craziness we get into when we play all these rpgs yep all right send us feedback we love it i love reading it there's been people that have emailed me if i haven't read your stuff on the show i'm sorry but i still do love it and i enjoy it and i usually end up writing back uh, email us feedback at boardsandswords.com, Facebook at boards and swords pod, Instagram at boards and swords Chris, and boardsandswords.com for links to everything else like the Patreon. Check it out, help support the show, and we'll be back in two weeks with, or actually, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week with another show. In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story, and uh, you don't want to know why I have a Star Wars band aid on my finger. <laughs> Actually, I just sliced it on some metal. That's what it was. This story sucks. I know. Well, I mean, I was taking the battery out of Ashley's Prius, and I mean, like, the hybrid battery, and sliced it on the metal casing. Okay. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you were fighting off a horde of bears. Okay. And I kept him I mean, away really with just this finger. That's right. That's right. You gave him the finger. This finger's not the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>